Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stronger, Healthier, and Happier, the official podcast of Hill Family Chiropractic. I'm your host, Michael, and today we have a very special episode as we're doing the first half of the Bulletproof Your Immune System workshop from early 2022. We thought this would be super relevant right now as spring allergy season is kicking into full swing. We thought it would be great to revisit this amazing workshop where Dr. Hill talks about your immune system and how chiropractic can regulate it and so many other tools and resources you can use to help with those allergies and other sicknesses. So enjoy this episode. This is part one of Bulletproof Your Immune System. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Well, thank you guys so much uh, for being patient as we get going. This is our first big workshop in our new facility. You guys like it? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we've been planning it and dreaming about it for quite a while, and it's, it's fun to finally be in here. And then we're, we're visualizing this right here, being able to have bigger workshops to be able to uh, uh, inform more people. So I'm excited to see all you guys. Many, many of you guys, of course, have known for many years. Some of you guys have met for the first time. Some of you haven't met, had a chance to meet yet. So just real quick on that. Um, Dr. Jared Hill, the owner of Hill Family Chiropractic, been here in Branson um, uh, for over 20 years now. We celebrated a 20-year anniversary. That's where you'll see some of the 20-year anniversary stuff. Uh, and I've been very blessed. We love Branson. Uh, I've got a beautiful wife and two boys. Uh, my oldest is in the University of Arkansas, and the youngest is in seventh grade um, uh, basketball right now. So. But uh, anyway, we're, we're very much in, involved with the community and love, love the Branson community. But this tonight, just to lay out what to expect is uh, our goal or, or is for you to bulletproof your immune system. Raise your hands, how many want to bulletproof their immune system? Right? So almost everybody, there's a couple of you have we'll work on. So, um, well, as you, as you can see and know, we probably have loved ones and friends and family and everybody else that, uh, that is getting sick and hey guys, come on in. Um, and so we're, uh, this is a very much needed topic to be talking about and making sure that you know the, all the steps necessary to fortify and strengthen your immune system. And uh, um, so my goal is for you guys to really understand the steps and what's necessary. A lot of you guys are doing a lot of really good stuff and, and, and doing um, a lot of positive things for your health. But what I've found over the past 20 years is most people are doing a lot but there's some specific holes or gaps or open doors is another thing I like to call that can make you immune compromised. And that's what we want to make sure we discuss what each one of those are. So that way, if there's one of them, like, oh, I didn't realize that, it's going to be worthwhile being here this evening. And so uh, the, the other thing is by the time you get done, um, hopefully you're going to understand why it's so important uh, as a chiropractor, why we check the spine and the nervous system and recommend that for every woman, man, child, baby, elderly person, it doesn't matter it matter their age because of how that relates to their immune system as well. So um, uh, Blake put together those little basket packages and they have like a gift certificate for you to be able to bless friends or family, uh, coworkers of a, a special for New Year starting up. But also those of you that made it tonight, if you haven't been checked before, you're gonna have an offer and an opportunity um, to be able to get checked as well. And the last thing we want to make sure to do is have some fun giveaways. We've got some, uh, some free stuff. So everybody likes free stuff, right? Some, some giveaways uh, to make it a little more exciting. Um, 
that we put together for you. But uh, the immune system is, is dear to my heart, and I'm really passionate about that because uh, a few years ago, my sister, uh, Jody, she passed away um, from cancer. So, of course, we know cancer has everything to do with your immune system, and we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And um, so, I grew up with my dad and my brother and my uncle, chiropractors, and, and my sister went the medical route and did the chemo, the radiation, and a lot of things to try to help fight off her breast cancer, which then turned into bone cancer and spread throughout her body and so forth. And it was a painful process to watch that happening. And so it's, it's really important for me to try to do everything we can as an office to try to inform um, all of you to be able to uh, some information that you can maybe protect yourselves or protect your your kids or your family or loved ones and things like that. Is that for me? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, um, oh yeah, I need a PowerPoint slide here. So let me grab this. Uh, so the first question, just to kind of dive right in here, um, is we all need to understand this question first and foremost, right? Is the human body, and I'll, when I ask a question, usually it means that I actually want you to answer. Uh, so sometimes they're uh, or whatever, which I may throw one of those in there, but most of the time, feedback is much appreciated. Try not to leave me hanging up here. Okay. Uh, is the human body a self-healing or self-regulating organism? What do you guys think? Yes. yes. Man, yeah, that's a strong yes. You guys did good. Exactly. Yes, for sure. We're the intelligence of the body. We are from grade school. We learned that the human body is a self-healing and self-regulating organism. It's a, it's a physiological fact, right? But that, that, there's a question for you then: Is if if it's a if our bodies are self-healing and self-regulating, then why are there so many people sick and struggling with sickness? All right. Do you ever kind of think about that sometimes? Like we know it for sure that our bodies are self-healing, but then why do why do we have so many difficulties? So if I, for example, if I have a cut on my arm, automatically, innately, what does my body want to do without me even having to think about it? What does it want to do? It wants to heal, right? I mean, it's, we're created and designed that way to heal and repair. But what if there's something lodged inside that cup, right? Like a deep splinter. You know, a splinter, it also wants to try to push that out of there and try to heal. Because that's what it's, we're designed that way. But what if it's so lodged in there that it cannot do it? What could happen to that cup? Infection. It could get infected. Exactly. You guys are on the ball. So if it gets infected, it could, that infection is not taken care of. That could get so bad it could get septic, right? Meaning it could actually start spreading through my body, through my bloodstream, and actually kill me from that cut. Did I lose the ability to heal and repair? Nope. Mm -hmm. Or was it just being interfered with, right? Mm -hmm. So it's important to understand, just because someone's body is breaking down and not healing, not repairing, their immune system is weak or compromised, whatever it is, we have to go back to the foundational principle and understand that truth that our body is still self-healing and self-regulating, but there's things that can interfere with your body's ability to heal and repair the way it's designed to create. So if we understand that, then we can build on that foundation, right? So let's talk a little bit about the immune system. There's several different organs and parts of that that are very important, okay? So just to kind of break down the, the main pieces of that puzzle that are really important for us is, you know, the thymus, the spleen, we have bone marrow, we have lymph nodes, tonsils, we've got the uh, adenoids, the lymph vessels. So there's a lot of different parts and if one of those is not doing well, that could start to compromise the immune system, right? So we want all these, these organs to be working optimally, but they also have to be working together, 
right? A strategic plan working together to fight off anything that's trying to attack us. Would you agree that more now than ever that there seems to be more things coming against our body that we need to be uh, battle ready? Our bodies need to be battle ready, right? Yeah, a lot of shaking heads. So, so, so we need to understand what that's going to take. So the first thing, first thing that I want to make sure we address, which may be a little bit of a surprise, but that is how you handle stress, how you think, your perceptions, right? How you think. So it's amazing how many people that are super fit, healthy, they take everything under the sun, they're doing everything right, it seems. But they could have be so immune compromised and very, very sick all the time because of how they think. So how are you handling stress? In my opinion, in my lifetime, uh, the this is the most stressful time that it's ever been around in my lifetime, right? I mean, everywhere we turn, there's people dying and hurting, and then there's the politics and the, 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 the tensions and the divisions and all the stuff. It's hard not to have a little stress, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Would you guys agree? Yeah. So how do we handle that? What are we, what are we to do with that? Because there's something important. When we're under all this stress, there's a stress response that triggers. Okay? So let's say it's financial stress. With, let's say it's sickness or family members that are, that are struggling with their health. Well, it can be relational and marriage. It can be our kids, politics, you name it. Or half all the stuff on our plate that we got to get done or we don't have enough time. Whatever it is, that triggers a stress response. Okay, And this is really important to understand how the stress response occurs because I want you to know how that starts to lower your immune system and starts to compromise your immune system and makes you more vulnerable, weaker. It starts removing the armor of our bulletproof vests, right? So we think about when, when we're under a stress, visualize a tiger is running after you, then it kicks on this system, the sympathetic, which is your fight or flight response, okay? The fight or flight, in my opinion, if I was a tiger, I'm going to be flighting, not fighting. Right? <laughs> so, so, but the fight or flight, what it does is it sends everything where your blood pressure raises up, right? Your heart starts beating, heart rate increases, your muscle tone starts getting ready for that fight or flight because it's getting ready for a battle or, or whatever it needs to do to save your life, right? And when that happens, your nervous system, as it's telling the body to do this and how it responds, it has to prioritize, so it starts shutting other areas of the body down or diminishing how we, the, the focus on those areas so that way it can increase maximally the fight or flight, this response, right? So as you probably uh, could imagine, then all of a sudden it can increase fear, anxiety, your senses are up higher, but then your sensitivity, your blood sugar sensitivity goes down, you actually, your blood sugar starts to go up. And so, do you notice that they talk a lot about when you're under stress, all of a sudden you got high blood pressure? Yeah, you can have more anxiety. You can have um, your, you can be more prone for diabetes and, and blood sugar issues. But also, it starts affecting your cholesterol. It starts to affect your clotting factors. So there's more people that have strokes, heart disease, and so forth. It starts to go up, and also it starts to <coughs> disrupt sleep. Right. It starts to decrease your ability to sleep because it's ramped you up. Who wants to sleep when, when their body is trying to run from the tiger? Neurologically, your body doesn't need to be having, releasing serotonin because it's like, hey, I need to fight or flight. I don't need to sleep right now. I don't need to digest food right now. I need to fight or flight. 
So what happens is, is this world that we live in, unfortunately, because it's such a fast-paced world, most people are in this stress hormone response, and it's very sympathetic dominant, which means that our body is out of balance and all this stuff's going on. So what happens is it's burning us out, right? And it's we're not able to absorb the nutrients, even if we are eating good food or great supplements, your body's not absorbing it because your body digestive system's not working optimally. And it deregulates your immune system. When your body is needing to, to fight off the attacks from the outside, it doesn't need to be worrying about things that are attacking on the inside of the body at that time. So your immune system is at a lower, much lower state when your stress response is higher. Plus, you add in there your body not absorbing the nutrients. Plus, you add in there your body's not sleeping like it's supposed to. You can start to understand that stress response is a major factor on people's immune system. Okay? We have patients all the time. I had a patient today talking about, oh, I'd love to make the workshop, blah, blah, blah. can't make it, but hey, I'm taking like, I'm taking all the good stuff, right? She starts naming all the different supplements and things that she's taking, which is great. I love the fact that she's taking, it's, it's, we're gonna talk about, there's it's really important to take uh, those supplements to bridge the gap of what we're not getting in our body. But if your body is in a stress, if your mind is in a stressful state, all the stuff is going on. The thing is, whether the tiger is there or not, it's a perceived or an actual tiger, it's the same response. And most of the time, it's perceived and not actual. Okay, so what I mean by that is, two people can be going through the same thing, but how you handle the stress. So let's, let's um, just even preparing for this workshop, making sure I get all the slides in time, making sure we got all these little things, and, and, and managing different things at the office. It's little stuff that can start rising up, and I can feel my, my heart rate, I can feel the stress response starting to come, like, oh, I still have to get that, we still have to get that, oh yeah, this, that, whatever, right? And it's a perfect opportunity for my immune system to go plummet, and then as I'm talking about immune function and bulletproofing it, it can blow or get sick, right? But it's important to recognize for yourself when you start to have your stress response start to get kicked in, what are you doing to manage that, to re-regulate it, to get that to calm down? Otherwise, it, it can start festering and then start creating into fear and anxiety and depression and all kinds of path that you don't want to go in. Does that make sense? Yes. So for me personally, I go back to the source of life and truth and health, and that's Jesus, right? His word, and start thinking about, okay, all right, what? It's usually an unmet expectation. So why am I getting worked up? Usually I had an expectation, and uh oh, or I'm, I'm thinking, oh, is this going to get in? Is that going to get in? Or, or, hey, if I'm worried about somebody's health, well, what about this, what about that? But then we go back to the creator and remember, remind, remember that he is, he's created all, he's protecting us all, and look at the provision and the provider and the protector. Then the peace that transcends all understanding is what helps me. So in a practical means is just understanding, knowing I have to go back and trust that he's got my back and that his ways are higher than my ways. I may not see an out for this situation, but I know he's got an out for me, right? There's things like that you personally, whatever that is for you, but that's for me that starts giving me peace and starts to calm my stress response, right? And it, it gets tested on a daily basis, right? We get tested on a daily basis. So, so we have to go back to those truths 
and realize and trust and have faith in those areas. That's why um, um, this we have to capture those thoughts and focus on what, what's good, right? Um, but this, that is uh, the number one thing. So anytime, if I ever feel like, oh man, I kind of feel like I'm getting a, strike, a, a scratchy throat or I'm getting, oh, I just don't feel right, like my body's getting a little run down, the first thing I want to do is get adjusted. No, well, actually, that too. But, the, uh, but really, the first thing I want to do is go, okay, Lord, what, what do I have on my plate right now that I feel like I've got to do right now? And, it's, and what am I worried about that's not for three weeks and I'm worrying about it right now? That, or what am I worrying about that I don't even have control over that I'm getting caught up in? Because I have to take and remove those things from my plate or otherwise I'm holding uh, um, uh, burdens that I'm not supposed to carry. Things that I can't control that I'm not supposed to have. Right? I need to be handing those at his feet. So that automatically is the first place we want to go on making sure our immune system, because you can take all the supplements in the world, be getting adjusted every day, getting all the best fitness and all the other things we're going to talk about. And if your mind and the stress levels and how you manage that is not where it needs to be, that's going to be making you more compromised and lower your immune system. Okay? Does that make sense? Yes. So once you get your mind right and your thoughts in the right spot, we want to make sure we have the right fuels, right? So this should be a, probably a review for most of you. There may be a couple things in here that you weren't aware of. We want to make sure you hit these and, and uh, are aware of them because they're very important. We need veggies, right? So the do's, lots of veggies. The fibers, the antioxidants, the vitamins, the minerals, all that is in there is critical for our overall health and our immune system and our future quality of life. Some fruits, fruits also very good, but we want to make sure to be careful with that because the sugar in the fruit, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. And then we want meats, poultry, fishes, things like that. We want to make sure they're free range or grass fed as much as you can, as, as much organic as you can because of the toxins wear us down and, and um, clog us up and lower our immune system. Free range eggs, you know, natural fats. We're going to go into more detail of that. Nuts and seeds, not peanuts. Unfortunately, you know, even how I wonder, I know how much peanuts taste so good. You got to transition into more cashew nuts or almonds because the peanuts are pro-inflammatory and um, there's it's not good for your system. So we try to limit that, very decrease that out of your system. And water. We need fluids. We need water, right? Um, so don't the refined carbohydrates, you know, your white rice and white uh, um, pastas and breads and things like that, and moving more towards um, uh, staying closer to your, your, your meats and your veggies and your fruits and your, uh, uh, um, yeah, pretty much all that stuff. So, Cereals, grains, we want to start to decrease because those turn into what? Sugar. sugar. And we're going to talk about why sugar is so important and how that lowers our immune system. And then um, sweeteners, you know, there's a lot of additives and chemicals and all that stuff. The, the bad vegetables, uh, uh, we're going to go in more detail of that whole category in just a second. Dairy products, soda, juice, alcohol, and sugar. So let's, let's take a look at sugars real quick. It's amazing how many parents all see that like, oh yeah, they're, my child is getting run down and they just don't know, but they're giving them a lot of orange juice, right? Because they're like, hey, they know they need vitamin C, so let's give them a lot of orange juice, but they're not aware that the orange juice has a lot of sugar, so it can be defeating the, pur the purpose uh, sometimes. So it's like trying to get the, the vitamin C, but there's so much sugar that's blocking that. Um, and then you have, a lot of times people have to like the Pop-Tarts for breakfast or the sodas, and then you think about your coffees. 
right? The coffee that has a lot of additive dairies or, or um, um, sugars and, and chemicals and things in there, the sweeteners. Just to give an example, it is shown that when one soda, one, one can of soda, uh, completely um, demolishes your immune system for about four to five hours. So uh, the, the, just to kind of have an idea, if you have one like once a day or every other day, uh, whatever that is, hey, have, have a soda every once in a while, but be very careful and know that that is lowering your uh, function of your overall immune system. It's making it compromised at that time. And uh, um, here's the reason is because all the stuff, these things that turn into sugar, like the grains and the pasta and the breads, and uh, there's some nutrients with some of those things, right? But the more it's high in the glycemic index, the more it drops into glucose and uh, all that sugar, it is nearly identical uh, molecularly as vitamin C. So it's competing for, to get into the cell, it competes with vitamin C. So the more sugar you have, the more the vitamin C is not going to be able to get into your cell, which is needed for your immune system. Okay? So just it's so here's the thing. It's amazing to me. Sometimes people will be run down and sick, and they're like, "Oh, what do you want? Maybe some ice cream. Maybe help you make you feel better." I'm thinking, "Oh, that may be all they want to eat right now, but it's going to probably just prolong your sickness, right?" And sometimes people can get even more sick from what they're eating on the recovery of when they're sick. So just be aware that sugar is a no-no, and you want to avoid that, especially when you're sick. Or if you have, if you want, if you feel like you're around sick people, if you're under more stress, you already know you have one notch against you. That's not the time where most people they stress eat, right? We're under more stress. I want some more. I want some sugar or some other things <coughs> because I'm, and, and that's where people start going downhill really quick. So if we know how this works, and we know, okay, I'm under a lot of stress. I'm working on that. I'm trying to release a lot of those and manage my stress. This is not the time. To have Andy's, even though that's like my favorite, right? <laughs> the uh, so, but so I'm like, oh, all right, I can hold off and I can wait. I want to make sure to get do my things, make sure my system is good to go, stress levels go down, so I can not get sick. I'd rather it's my my dad always told me it's a lot easier to stay out of trouble than to get out of trouble, right? Yeah. I almost follow yeah. it most of the time, but um, so. Bad fats with good fats. Let's, let's talk about that for a second. When we talk about bad fats, what are we really talking about? Hydrogenated, partially hydrogenated oils, your things like cottonseed oil, soybean oil, your trans fats, your margarines, your synthetic butters, your rancid vegetable oils like your corn oil, canola oil, vegetable oil, which seem very, very confusing. It's like vegetable oil, it seems, sounds it's very healthy, right? But unfortunately, it's not. These these uh, are all made up uh, from typically corn and, and omega-6 fatty acids. Omega-6 increases inflammation, and inflammation, unfortunately, uh, drives down immune function and causes all kinds of other problems. So you want to try to replace those with more of your better, um, better fats, right? So instead of cooking with your coconut oil, I mean, sorry, instead of cooking with your, your canola oil, cook with your coconut oil or um, um, your avocado oil. Now, extra virgin olive oil is really good too. You just want to make sure not to cook with that with the high heat or else it denatures it and actually makes it harmful for you. So those are really good with uh, dressings and things like that. But the coconut and the avocado oil, you can cook on higher heats uh, with, your, with your foods. And then you've got your, your raw nuts and seeds and of course, why do we say grass-fed 
beef and, and animals because most things that are, are farm-raised and, and uh, are corn-fed, right? Grain and corn-fed, things like that. Well, grains and corns and feds, things like that, are actually drive up omega-6, increase inflammation. So we want it eating green stuff, the grass, which it helps increase omega-3. So then the, the fats from some of these meats are actually can have benefits to you, right? It's a whole different, that's why unfortunately it's more expensive in the grocery store, but you have to decide on what, what you're paying for when, when it comes to your overall health. Um, and then fish, fish has the omega-3s, that's why there's fish oil, which is really helpful, and we're gonna recommend to supplement that because there's such a ratio imbalance between omega-6 and omega-3 in our bodies from our society and our natural diets that we need to be fortifying on a regular daily basis of your omega-3s to feed your brain and your nervous system and keep inflammation down in your body. So it helps decrease not only uh, uh, keeping your immune system stronger, but also decreasing the chance from heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and things like that, that, that goes down that path. So just in a quick summary of those two things, your bad fats, your sugars, weaken the immune system, the refined sugars, they block the receptors for the vitamin C, right? And then the bad fats, we talked about that, all those things, what they do is it creates inflammation around the cell membrane where you can't get the good stuff into the cells and you can't get the bad stuff out. So that, those bad fats and all that we're talking about, it starts to harden the cell and it starts to create where you can't get the good nutrients into the cell in the first place. And then the one the, as the cell is being used, it's like a fire, right? Like if I burn wood in my fireplace, what's left over? Ashes. But we need something that's going to keep piling up and if we don't have something to kind of we got to get this out of there out of the cell or else it causes all kinds of damage and, and free radicals and, and not just lower immune system but also lower immune system enough for cancer and other things start coming down the line so these sugars and bad fats cause that inflammation and all that hardening around the cells and then it can't that this process is not able to work the way it's supposed to so you have that sludge or the waste that's stuck inside the cell causing lots of problems for future health and immune function. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what are we doing when our kids get sick and we're in this situation and we've been doing the fast food and everything else, unfortunately we turn to a lot of these products. I just want to mention it. We don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but you need to know from the American Academy of Pediatrics, over-counter cough and cold medicines should not be given to infants and children younger than two years because of the risk of <coughs> side effects, okay? And the AAP also points to the fact that several studies show cold and cough products don't work in children younger than six and can have potentially serious side effects. So from the American Pediatrics, American Academy of Pediatrics, and also the counter cold flu remedies are, uh, have a tendency to have this phenylalanine that can cause strokes, seizures, and brain bleeding. And so there's alternative ways. And just one more thing when it comes to symptoms, we got to remember when we have the coughing, when we have the sneezes, when we have the fevers, that is part of your body's trying to heal and repair, right? The fever is burning off the infection that's trying to come against it, right? The, those coughing and sneezing is trying to get rid of the impurities and things that are trying to in there. So it's not fun, but I'm just telling you that when we try to suppress our body's natural ability to try to heal and repair, it can start having consequences. 
And, there, uh, and this is not against medication and medicine and all kinds of things like that, but there's times and places for that. But unfortunately, most people are misguided and they're using things way too much and too often. And one example of that is antibiotics, right? Just a quick note on the antibiotic dilemma. 90% of times is useless from the Journal of well, the U.S. Center of Disease Control, okay? And it talks about destroys the immune system, promoting cancerous cell growth, right? It, it wipes out our good bacteria, lowering our overall immune function. From here is another journal, taking antibiotics in the first year of life quadruples a child's risk of developing asthma, allergies, and hay fever, okay? There's multiple studies on this stuff, but just to kind of give you a couple. And here's from the New England Journal of Medicine, basically saying if they take an antibiotic for ear infections, then they're seven to 10 times more likely to have reoccurring ear infections. Uh, there's a reason why there's, they went from antibiotic, antibiotic for everything, and then it's like, okay, now they have a prescription, the WASP, right? Wait and see prescription because they're noticing more and more all this research is coming out. Finally, they're turning it around a little bit. But then you also see that there's antibiotic resistant uh, bacteria overusing this. And then now we have these people, unfortunately, they have low immune system, compromised immune systems that weren't able to fight off of that bacteria infection on its own because an antibiotic came and fight it off for them. So it's weak, weakened, and then, it, then they, uh, the, the, the bacteria are, are uh, advancing and adapting, and then it's even harder and harder for these people to adapt. Unfortunately, we're having the same thing happening right now with COVID and the vaccines and everything else. Just the first round, it seems to help. And now, now those vaccines and the boosters are not helping because of the variants. It's not touching it the, because we're not addressing the underlying cause of the problem, and that is strengthening our immune system, right? Going back to the foundation of our body and how we're created, are we doing the things or are we looking for a magic pill? So these things, sometimes it's like the magic pill, the magic pill to try to help solve our problem rather than going to, hey, do I, maybe I need to change something in my life. Maybe I'm not making good choices or maybe I need to educate myself on these areas to better take care of myself, right? And so we just need to uh, make sure we're aware of what, what's going on with some of these things. Thank you again very much for listening to Stronger, Healthier, and Happier, the official podcast of Hill Family Chiropractic. If you enjoyed this episode and you like our podcast, please tell a friend. You can also subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app, and you can email us if you have any questions or comments at info at hillfamilychiropractic.com. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.